buckle your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat. This is Gabrielle Grace uh, playing my song, I Wish That I Could Tell You.
Bard, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. We've got Gabrielle Grace, who just played I Wish That I Could Tell You, and I'm going to ask you, when is that coming out? Because it's not released, right? Yeah, that's a phenomenal question. <laughs> I've actually got six mixes back in oh, the wow. span of a week, so I'm working on an album right now, and that song will... I'm hoping in the fall of this year or beginning of next year. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, it's to be continued, or cool. to be... TBA? Is that TBA? TBA. TBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, thanks, well, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was, thank uh, you for having me. I was listening to, you know, some of your tunes, trying to get familiar with your sound and everything, and I, we were talking, I saw you perform, um, when was that? Back in uh, May or April? That was April um, 7th. April, okay. I don't know how time, I remember that date. T- time is just like moving so fast these days, but uh, at, at the High Watt, which RIP, you know, know. whatever it's going to turn Sad. into. But um, that was a fun show. Uh, Drew Irwin, Kingston Hyde was on the show, and a couple Nathan. other people. But I had I had not heard of anybody. But that's the yeah. thing about Nashville is like you know there's so many artists that you not that you don't know of, but they're exactly. like wow, like these. I met these all people. of them that day, and we were all our good oh, really? friends. You had never no, you had never met we, them before. Uh, I think followed each other when everything was announced, and then we all just were like, let's have fun. It was really cool because oh. it wasn't like any pressure to, uh, it wasn't like a competition. I think that's the beauty of Nashville too. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like, Hey, we're all just like doing music and everyone is super nice. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about that crew is like, it's like, wow, everyone's so supportive and is like encouraging each other. Like, you're so good. I'm so excited for your set. You know, and it felt really real and authentic. Yeah. And that's why I think that night was also so fun. It was really cool. Because it was just like hanging out. And, yeah. You know. And no one had any pressure on anyone. It yeah. was just like, hey, like I like your music and we're all fans of each other. And I think that was really cool. That is awesome. I definitely want to try to do something with Breaking Sound because I met uh, Brianne that night. Um, if you're listening, Brianne, I don't think she listens to these. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were talking about maybe doing like a notable Nashville collab, like yeah. Breaking Sound thing. Which, I think that would be brilliant. Be cool. Especially because it's already showcase driven. Yeah, so yeah. like, why not? It would yeah. make sense. Maybe get the notable Nashville name out there a little yeah. bit more. We'll see. Which people should be listening. If you're listening, you should get more listeners. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Sponsored I, by. I appreciate that. Sponsored <laughs> by Gabriel Grace. There we go. Um, like, I'll, that'll I'll, get you nowhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some money uh, later on. <laughs> yeah. um, but I did I did want to bring up, I saw that you were from uh, Texas. Yes. And I, I usually try to stay away from political stuff, but I kind of want to get political uh, with 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 this because yeah all the stuff that's going on with the you know legislation of like bills and i'm seeing like you know governors talking about drag shows instead of like you know gun laws and actually caring about yeah things that so what's what's your opinion from your home state of all the all the stuff Um, stuff you know i'm not a proud texan like most people no uh most people are like where are you from i'm like well especially like my I'm a small town. It's like southeast. Uh, it's like Hurricane Valley. So like I would never live there again because you just get your house destroyed maybe every two or three years. Oh no! Um, From the hurricane. Yeah. Oh. So it's like I don't know why. Like my whole family's still there and I love them. But I'm like I don't know how you're you deal with this every yeah. year of like the anxiety of seeing like a tropical storm roll in and you're like well. You know, I like would view vacations as like evacuations oh my as a kid. But anyway, back, back to politics. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things that I have never been really proud of when someone's like, where are you from? Because 
I I think there's good people there, obviously, but I I could get so heated on this, but I just I don't understand why there's not the why we're so focused on everything else but the source itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what was the question? Oh, again? well, I, I didn't really have a poignant question, yeah. but I just wanted to get your opinion on the climate of everything that's going on. You know, of course, the the mass shooting that was horrific. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of friends and family that um, mm-hmm. that are, you know, I won't say pro gun, but, you know, are gun owners oh, and yeah, are like, you sure. know, and I'm not against guns at all, but I do think that there's, you know, something. there, there's a track record of everything that has been in common with all these mass shootings is, uh, assault rifles, you know, yeah. machine guns. <laughs> and, yeah. and how is it so easy to get, um, to get these assault rifles in the hands of 18 year olds, yeah. uh, 19 year olds, or, you know, I, I'm very outspoken about like my mental problems and I, yeah. I was diagnosed with bipolar. I, I don't think I should be able to be allowed to buy a gun. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if I went to a store, I would be yeah. able to, you know, get one yeah. without any problem. And it's also ironic that, you know, when guns and things happen, like mass murders and stuff, it's like, oh, well, everything is mental health. And then they address mental health. Like they never will speak up against mental health until guns are brought into it. And it's like, well, we need to do something about mental health, which is true. But it's like, also, I don't think AR-15 should be for a sane person either. And like, that shouldn't be, we shouldn't just bring up mental health when it's convenient or something bad happens. Uh Like there's sane people who do crazy stuff. Right. uh, Because guilt, regret, everything else that you could probably name that humans deal with. That's just like, no one should have AR-15. Like, if you're not in the military, which that's a whole nother topic, like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really should have AR-15. I'm very much a peacemaker, and so, like, my husband and I, our house was broken into in January. And guess what? The instant response. You guys need a gun. I'm not going to shoot a human. Like, I'm, I'm not. And also, I would probably end up shooting myself or my husband or that person, like, just wants things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to risk my life or my husband's life uh, or that person's life. They just take the things, leave, right. you know, and luckily we were, we weren't home. And so we didn't have to think about that scenario, but now there's that anxiety of like, you know, like we had the question, do we get a gun? Okay. What's the gun going to do? Okay. There's no, there's so shit. You didn't, you didn't find that as a resolution to, no, your, to your problem because I don't I don't know I guess I have a very radical mind when it comes to I can't imagine shooting at someone um and maybe I have never been in that position mm-hmm. of my life being at risk but also if that person isn't gonna like they just want to steal things I'd rather just let them steal things because they're not harming me they're just wanting to steal things Your stuff that and could, that could be replaced maybe. yeah and it's also like which I wasn't there, and most robberies or break-ins probably don't, hey, like, hey, let's talk about this. But it's like most people are doing that are hurting, and I don't think that guns are the solution to, like, getting someone out of your house. So we got a dog. 
and that, I get yes. to love that dog, and I get to cuddle that dog. I'm not cuddling a gun. <laughs> that, that's a good solution. I love dogs. I know. So it, it worked out. And, and you got a new friend, too. Yeah, and I got a security system. So there's, yeah. I think there's other ways to not make gun the solution. I think we've just, America holds our guns close, and, um, and then we bring religion into it. And I'm a Christian, and I don't agree with anything that America has politicized into Christianity at all. So, but I could also go on that forever. <laughs> so as far as, um, like, uh, identifying as a Christian, like your political beliefs, you don't identify like for a certain party over, over, uh, you know, Republican or Democrat, or are you kind of like on, on the fence? I feel like there's a mess in both. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would say I'm all, I'm more middle but I would definitely, like, I, I voted for Biden, you know, and it's also Biden isn't saving the world, you know. Yeah. I don't believe any president is about to save the world. I think it's anything better than, you know, Trump. But um, I don't, I would say I'm more so probably middle, but there's things that I agree with more so on the left side than most definitely the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that also there's a, a problem with um, the two-party system, too. We could go into that, too. But yeah. I feel like it's so corrupt on, on both sides, and it just needs yeah. to... Yeah. Something needs to I change. I agree. Totally. But enough about politics. I'm sorry. <laughs> we went off on that. I want to get more into your, your songwriting, because you do really tell a lot of good stories in your in Thank your you. songs. You put out this like six songs EP uh, last year. And um, can you talk a little bit maybe about um, the state of mind or when you were writing or what, what the process like is like for you? Yeah. um, So I started writing that, that will be all right EP. And I was in college. I think when I first wrote uh, wayward safety, which is the first single off the EP and I was, a senior in college and I at the time had a job after college and so I I didn't have the worry of you know what am I gonna do with my life you know and I, I but I saw the pressure on everyone else and so it wasn't like I didn't really necessarily have a theme for the project I just wrote a ton and life just kept happening but like that song is about seeing like the good and the chaos and how there's like things that are out of our control but they're still like something that is good coming out of it. And, um, and then, um, 221 is the address of my, um, my childhood home. And so that song's all about growing up and stuff. But most of these, those songs just came from life happening, but also life happening to a lot of other people around me. Cause I think I posted yesterday about my song golden. Cause a lot, I didn't release it as a single and it was a song that like, a lot of my friends were going through emotionally abusive relationships or breaking or breakups. And I just saw the heartache of that. And then I also went through one in college. And so it just came out really, a lot of my songs don't come very, uh, forceful, if that makes sense. It's very much, I write in the moment. Like sometimes I'll be practicing for a show and then I'll be, playing a guitar part that I love randomly. And then I'm like, oh, I just wrote a song will, after. Will you, sorry to interrupt, but will you record yeah. that to remember it like on your yeah. phone or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, if you look through my voice memos, <laughs> it's like, 
it's melodies I'll listen back to. I'm like, that's actually garbage. But most of the time, it just spurred the moment or I'm now doing a lot of co-writes, but that one was very much like, besides Go Without the Bad, all me. And so Go Without the Bad, I wrote with my friend Logan Pilcher, and he had this guitar part and this chorus uh, guitar part, and then we just wrote that song in like oh, 20 cool. minutes. And so uh, but that project's really special because I felt like that was a project that, I mean, this is my first EP, and it really just set like who I was, and I loved it, and got to work with my great producer, and um, also like came out during COVID. Yeah, um, I noticed that you didn't have any songs pre like 2020. Everything was like uh, 2020 and on. So yeah, did did your music kind of um, uh, start out of the pandemic, or were you, obviously well, you've been doing yeah. music earlier earlier than yeah. that? But it's funny that you just said that because I just took down my first album, uh, like two days ago oh, or okay. last week. And I, uh, I did a project with my good buddy, Corey Williams and a bunch of, uh, college friends. And I went to Treveca, moved to Nashville in 2015 and I didn't move for music. It was one of those, like I studied religion and, uh, I did a lot of worship leading. And so I didn't move to Nashville to do like the music thing. I played guitars since I was nine. I did drums since I was nine, but like I, oh wow, I grew up in the small town where it's like you don't you don't do things that are bigger than you know, you, you gotta make money, yeah. <laughs> and like I just have never been like that. So it's, what were what were you studying at uh, Trevecca? Uh, worship arts. I oh, tried okay. for a philosophy minor. I didn't finish that, uh, <laughs> but I loved philosophy too, uh, okay. because I just love asking big questions and. Uh, finding out the truth together, uh, whatever that is. And, um, but yeah. And I just started writing a lot my sophomore year. Um, my mom had breast cancer my freshman year of college and I went through a really bad breakup. And so it was kind of like, well, I have all these emotions. And oh, I wrote yeah. like 12, I wrote more than 12 songs, but I picked 12 songs for the album and then we recorded it and then put it out in 2019. But I just took that down. Oh, what was the um, reason behind that? What was that? What was the reasoning behind taking it yeah, down? Yeah, uh, because I'm working on this next album, and I feel like it's just more matured. Um, I feel like this is the the album that I would like to say this is my debut album. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it was hard. I fought literally a year for trying to figure out if I wanted to take it down because I was like, this is where I started, but like you know, I I love it. I still have CDs of it. Um, but I just think this next project I'm super proud of. I was young. I didn't know much about songwriting. I still don't. I'm still learning and figuring it out. But um, I think I just, this one I'm really proud of. And I want it to be like the first thing that I get to promote as my debut album. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess if people want to listen to your first album, they got to buy a CD. They got a CD. <laughs> I'm trying to think if it's like somewhere else, probably SoundCloud or something. I don't oh, know. <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk about your your latest single too, uh, called "Lost Somebody yeah. Else." Um, it's kind of different than your other songs because there's sure. a lot of I don't know production going on. Mm -hmm. And um, did you write that with anybody else? Yes, oh. I wrote that with my friend Michael, who also produced it, and then Seth, who goes by Mooney. Um, they co-produced it, and then my friend Blake Winchester. Okay, um, we wrote that last April and it was kind of one of those last minute decisions. It didn't make the album that I'm working on right now. 
And I was like, I love the song. I love the song so much. And um, basically a lot of life happened last year and it was very pivotal. And um, and I wrote that song with them. And so it was really special. And I was like, I need to put this out. So and this one isn't going to be on the album? Oh, okay. No, which is like most people are like, wait, really? I was like... Yeah, it was just like a one-off thing that I was like, I want to put music out, and I, I love this song, and I think it deserves some love. And so, um, but yeah, I didn't make the album. Wow. Sonically, I th- I think if it was sonically different, I think it would have made the been. album. But the song is, like you said, very different than anything I've ever done. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited about the new album. Do you have any sort of like date uh, in in mind of when it's going to come? Yeah, I am thinking. So we have about six mixes back, and like uh, we're in the mixing stage right now. Okay. And so, and mastering won't take that long. Um, I'm hoping probably like it'll probably be like six to seven singles, and so. Oh, so you're going to put them out uh, as singles, not a whole... And then, well, it'll be a whole 10. Okay. And so leave three off that aren't singles, and that's going to be the hardest thing I'll ever have to do, because uh, I have no clue what I'm going to do. But probably early next year, the full thing will be out. Okay. But start releasing singles this year, early fall-ish. Right. So, well, yeah. looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess I got to ask you a deep question, since yeah. you're a philosophy major, um, to, kind of, to kind of end it. I want to hear... Minor, that. and didn't finish it. <laughs> um let me see uh i guess i'm interested to know what do you think uh what do you think people are striving for in life whether it be happiness money um what do you think the what do you think the the most pivotal Mm -hmm. thing that we can uh chase after in life um that will bring us contentment or at least maybe for you or what what yeah what is what does that mean for you this is cheesy but like loving others i don't know maybe that's um just because what i've heard my whole life but i truly think that it is because um when we love people without condition it it shows and it changes lives and not for a to get something out of that person or if we like bring christianity in, i don't believe that i love someone just to see salvation happen i believe um people need love and it's hard. Like life is so hard mm-hmm. and it's like the simple things that we just overlook. And I think that's what contentment looks like for me is, you know, if I ask how someone's day is at the grocery store and that person has like had the worst day of their life. That brings me contentment more than like anything else because someone's day was made by me asking them a question. Yeah. Maybe and, see them smile and be yeah, like, oh, and well, that's, thanks for asking. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like the world would just be a better place if we like looked, like took a step back, uh, looked at our selfishness and say, okay, what, like, how could I be just a better human being to my neighbor and my friend and um, the strangers that we don't know their story and getting to know someone's story also before we make assumptions um, and also listen a lot better uh, because our experiences are way different than someone else's experiences. Um, that's more than love, but I think just like also putting yourself in someone else's shoes and to listening be, better. To be vulnerable. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I think that you can 
convey that in your music and, and your you. songwriting and everything too. So, Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I kind of want to hear another live tune. You want to play another one for us? Yeah. All right, what's this one? We'll be all right. All right, cool. Gabriel Grace once again. Um, so where can we find you on like you know social media yeah. and stuff like that, or where can we find yeah. your stuff? Instagram is Gabriel Grace Music. Um, I believe the same is for Facebook for whoever uses that still. Shout out to the moms <laughs> out there. Um, and Spotify is just Gabriel Grace and Apple Music and 
uh, and SoundCloud. Deezer and SoundCloud <laughs> and YouTube. But, but <laughs> you know, it'll it'll be spelled out on the podcast as you're listening. You just search Gabrielle Grace. You'll yeah, be able to find it. For sure. All right. Well, thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me.